Welcome to the podcast series from the National Association of Directors of Christian Education. During our podcasts, we focus on topics in ministry that will be a practical resource for those serving in the Lutheran Church as DCEs. As a benefit for members of NADCE, we hope these podcasts will encourage you in your calling and equip and strengthen you in your ministry area. I'm Katie Morgan, a DCE serving at Family of Christ Lutheran Church in Colorado Springs, Colorado. This episode will begin the sharing of a roundtable discussion about women serving as DCEs. Our conversation today was facilitated by Shelley Haynes and will be in two parts. Those participating in the discussion are Brianna Clark, Hannah Elsie, Lindsay Oling, and Julia Togas. This first part will focus on their unique paths to ministry and how they feel that serving Christ in their community and how the lens of ministry continues to change in post-COVID and pluralistic cultures. So grab a cup of coffee and enjoy these insights from our colleagues. This is Shelley Haynes. And I am here with amazing DCEs, Lindsay, Julia, Brianna, and Hannah. And all of their specific information will be listed in the show notes. But they are joining me for an incredible uh, conversation about uh, young women in ministry and the issues and the context on how we're doing ministry in this area. So ladies, I'm so glad that you have joined. And um I really appreciate your time for being here. Thank you. Yeah, we're excited to be here. So <laughs> this is awesome. Okay, so I want to give each of you a sense, uh, a chance to give us a sense about who you are, where you serve, and um, maybe uh, how you were called into ministry. Um, Hannah, uh, would you go ahead and start us out? Tell us a little bit about you and how you were called into ministry. Yeah, uh, my name is Hannah Elsie. Um, I have been working actually at the church that I grew up in, um, which is really interesting. Um, and I love it because um, I've just gotten to see so much life take place um, over so much time for so many people. It's really a joy. As far as being specifically called into ministry, I didn't have one of those uh, lightning bolt experiences that maybe some of you have had. Um, in my mind, um, all believers are called and equipped to share the gospel. And so just leaning into that as I've grown up um, and then the church having a role that needed to be filled um, gave me the opportunity to start working at the church and then further my education. Um, and so now I'm finishing my internship and my master's degree in theology. That's awesome. That's awesome. I love that that comment because I think since the church is the priesthood of all believers, that is a really good point. Um, so thank you so much, Hannah, for sharing that. Uh, Lindsay, how about you? Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah. Hi, uh, my name is Lindsay Oling. I am currently a uh, director of Christian education intern at Redeemer Lutheran Church in Fort Collins, Colorado. Um, I kind of had a lightning bolt, I guess you can say, like Hannah said, um, I got into ministry, oh gosh, so where do I even begin? I knew I always wanted to become a teacher, I'll say that, knew I always wanted to become a teacher, no idea what I wanted to teach, um, but I think God kept sending me signs to become a director of Christian education, 
as I was growing up, but I was kind of just like not recognizing it. Like my confirmation verse was uh, the children going up to Jesus Christ and the disciples saying, no, 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 this is not okay. And Jesus Christ is like, no, children are so important for me. If you're not like, if you're not childlike, then how can you be raised in the faith basically? Um, So that was my confirmation verse, which is an odd confirmation verse if you think about it. But I think <laughs> Julia's nodding her head. Yeah, she's interesting. Um, but that's, I think that was like one of my first indications that I've always wanted to work with children, but I just kind of just kept going with it. Um, so I actually decided to get my undergraduate degree in Bachelor of Fine Arts with the creative or emphasis in creative photography. Um, and it wasn't up until literally my last semester, right before I graduated, that I was like, I'm going to go into ministry. Um, which is a complete 180 and it shocked everyone. Um, but it was one of those moments where I was like, I felt called to spend my time with the youth, but also combine it with my love for God. Mm. Um, and then that's when I decided, I was like, why not a DCE? Like, I know that for me, like money is not a big thing. I'm ready and eager to serve God why not, why not, you know, and not, why not work with kids and work, work with the youth um, and then also share God's love with them. So awesome. that's a, that's how I, I was called into ministry. Yeah. That's so cool. I love that. I also had a Bible verse um, in my confirmation that in retrospect, totally is makes sense. It's the Matthew 28 uh, verse to go and make disciples, but I was not I mean, I was a brand new Christian when I was confirmed. So everybody that knows me now is like, oh, it's perfect. But when I was growing up in a non-Christian home, that was like, wait, what? I don't even know what that means, but God knew, right? So mm-hmm. that's, thank you so much, Lindy. That's, that's awesome. Um, now, Brianna, are you Bree or Bria? How would you like us to refer to you? Brianna, Bria, I go by both. Depends okay. on what you're feeling. How many letters <laughs> do you want to use? That's awesome. Tell us a little bit about you. Yeah, so I am also a DCE intern at Shepherd of the Desert in Scottsdale, Arizona. Um, And so, yeah, my ministry journey was kind of one of those lightning bolt experiences. So I actually, um, my undergrad is in music education and theater. And I taught in the public schools for six years. And it was my life's passion. There wasn't much that wasn't revolved around music and performing and God's like, I want you to go into ministry. And I was like, no, no, I don't want to do that. I'm not equipped. And so what Hannah had said, you know, the feeling like you, everyone has a call in ministry. I was like, there's, there's no way I should not be teaching children about faith because I don't have an education in this. I, you know, being a trained educator, I'm like, that's not my focus. I don't want to screw kids up. Yeah. Uh, and it's amazing how you learn that God equips all of us to serve and how we, what we might not think is a valuable service is exactly what God wants us to do mm-hmm. and can be glorifying. And so, yeah, that just kind of was this yank from what I thought I wanted my life to be about uh, to God saying, no, this is how I want you to use your music education and theater background. And it's here we are in ministry for five years now. That's awesome. I love that. Um, And where are you in your internship process? Did it just begin? Are you nearing the end or in the middle? 
Just started. So I'll be a month this week. Congratulations. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Julia, tell us everything. Okay. Uh, hi, my name is um, Julia Tugas. I am not an intern yet. I am still currently a student at Concordia Irvine online through their DCE program. I'm getting my undergrad degree in it. Um, I'm currently serving in Lodi, California. So all my California people out there. Um, <laughs> and when it comes to ministry, I look back and I had, I had wanted to go into ministry in junior high and I had an awesome youth leader, awesome DCE who really inspired me and then really shifted away from that. Um, life in the world, right. Kind of takes its hand and tells you what you should be. And so I ran with that and it wasn't until I was partially way through college into a pro a program for um, nutrition and dietetics, which is very far off. And I came home halfway through one semester and I knew it wasn't for me. It was one of those lightning bolt. I have to drop out of this program. And I went to my pastor, I think the following Sunday and told him, I think I feel called to ministry. And he said, well, I think I have a spot for you here. And so we, I was in Concordia, I think three months later and started going on from there. I wouldn't say I ever knew I knew I wanted to go into ministry when I was young. I didn't necessarily think um, kids. I didn't know if kids were really my jam. And then as I got older, I realized a lot of people view them as kids when they're really just people. They're just smaller people who need more people to look up to. And I was like, why would I not want to be friends with all of these people who need friends to tell them about Jesus? Right. Yeah. And so that's really where I was like, yeah, this is for me, which was scary. Right. As for everybody, I'm sure it's kind of like a me, but you know, as Hannah said, we're all, we're all sent, right. We're all called. Yeah. So. I love that. You know, it's so interesting. I love your guys' answers because there's a sense when you think of people who are professional church workers, that it has to happen through one Avenue. Like you may always know all the time and what we're seeing just with the four of your life sort of journeys, that little nugget that you shared with us, the the journey is so different for each of us because God has really placed it on our hearts in different ways and in different times. And I love that. That's awesome. I would be, would be really interested to hear how people listening to this would say what their nugget would be. That'd be kind of a fun thing to share with the, the greater community. Um, some Can of I you, add something? Oh, please do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, something that I like didn't necessarily mention, but along that path is I, during my college experience, because I'm getting my master's now in theology, but during my undergrad, I was broken and I was beaten down. Like, so if you think there's like a, a linear path in your faith, way wrong. Like yeah. there's, I, I like had fallen out of my faith for a good, ha good half of my college undergrad experience. And it wasn't until after it came back, um, it through a community of other Christian believers who brought me back in you know, God um, working his powers through my friends and then through me. Um, it's just, it's crazy. Like, I did not think I was going to be in this position when I was in my college experience, for sure. There was, I, like I said, I knew I wanted to be a teacher, didn't know what I wanted to teach. I was like, maybe high school, maybe middle school, maybe a photography teacher, but none of them sit right um, until I was literally beaten down, broken 
crying on the ground almost every night, like um, until I came back to my faith and was like, this, this is what I needed to do. This is what I need to be for others too. So, yeah. I love that. I'm going to stay with you, Lindsay, because that was the thing I was thinking of in my mind was um, one of the things I've been doing a lot of research in preparation for our talk today. And it's extremely interesting to me to talk with young women in ministry Um, not only because you're women in ministry, but also because of the, uh, the impact that the church is facing, um, with some of the, the last four or five years. And I think it's probably been, we've, the church has probably in North America been facing this in a while for a long time, but because we're always about 20 years behind culture, it, in the last couple of years with COVID and the, and the unrest and the, all the issues that have been sort of happening in our country. Um, I'm really interested to hear some thoughts that you kind of touched on, Lindsay, about um, role models, examples, um, community. You, you mentioned that your your community sort of brought your faith back to a forefront. Is there mm-hmm. something like, um, not, I don't want to be like long-winded, but like one story that, or one person that kind of stands out to you as uh, sort of a trailblazer in that way, sort of a lightning rod to your faith in that time? In the time that I was broken, like beaten down? Yeah. yeah. Um, this person, I actually don't know her name. Mm, only met her once, never seen her again. Um, and it was, so to give you a, like a, a preface, like I just recently discovered I am a type three Enneagram and it's mm. great. I'm trying to embrace it. <laughs> However, <laughs> It's also known as the achiever. And so you want to excel and you want to do really well. Um, and in this instance, I was not doing really well, especially with mental health, um, but also in one of my classes um, for my art degree. And I, I needed it to pass. I had no idea what my grade was. The teacher had a lot of things stacked up against him. He was also just not a good teacher. So it just a combination of a really terrible thing. And I pull him off to the side and I'm questioning him and I'm like asking like what can I do to better my grade or like where do I stand I need this class to pass and as I'm talking I start burst out crying and I actually have a panic attack in front of him and it's my first ever panic attack um so I had no idea what was going on he had no idea what was going on he couldn't make like look me in the eye he was just like freak he was like trying to retreat a bit um and so he was like just stay outside come back into the class when you're ready. And I said, okay. Um, so I was walking around campus at one point and then I end up in this stairwell and I'm like kind of drying off the tears in my eyes. I'm like doing a little better. I'm, I'm able to breathe. And this random strangers, this girl I've never met before, never seen before. And to this day I've never met or never seen again. She comes up to me and she's like, are you okay? And I'm like, honestly, no. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm getting better. Um, she's like, can I pray for you? And this is like when I wasn't stronger, like wasn't really strong in my faith. Um, like I always said I was a Christian, but did I go to church? No. Did I pray like every day? No. Um, actually at that time I was like, what is the point of prayer? So when she came up to me and was like, can I pray for you? In that moment, it hit me. I, I, it was just a God thing that this stranger wanted to pray for me. Um, and then after that, um, I texted my mom and I was like, I need to come home. Like, I'm just so broken. And 
We thank you for listening to this month's podcast sample, and we hope you were encouraged by listening. To hear the whole podcast, members can log in to the member area of our website at nadce.com. If you're not a member yet, you can also go to our website at nadce.com and complete the membership application so you can enjoy all the benefits of being a member. Benefits include joining us at the meeting tent and the Emmaus table. There are also online community groups. You can receive our quarterly publication and you get a discount for our conference that happens every other year. We wish you God's blessings on your day.